another day, another mystery. And you know what? I'm really kicking myself right now for not taking a picture of this. I came out of Safeway and what doth I see? As Shakespeare would say, what doth I seen with mine eyes? This guy had a truck, a uh, flatbed full of stumps, stumps, tree stumps. Okay. Who's, what is the, uh, I just sat there. When I see things like that, I can't help but wonder, how can everyone else just be walking by seeing a flatbed filled with, I would say, 8 to 9, maybe even 11, if a couple were hidden, tree stumps, and no one's even curious? What does this guy know that we don't? I mean, he's either a genius, and he's got some type of secret stump business activity going on, in which case I need to know more, or... He's an idiot, and he got the worst part of the tree. <laughs> this guy's looking for wood, and he got the worst part of the tree. And I know it's the worst part of the tree because I'm not a wood expert, okay? And you know what? If you just said that's what she said, you're on timeout. You're on timeout for 32 seconds. I'm no wood expert, but I do know I've never heard Anyone describing a nice desk or a chess set or even a fixture in a home that's made with the finest stump. <laughs> this window is encased in some of the finest stump wood around. But now I've seen there's a guy out there collecting stumps. Dude, I had I can't even tell you the questions that go through my mind. Where's the rest of the tree? Dude, where's the rest of the tree? How come you get only the stump? Maybe this guy got ripped off. Maybe he went to a tree exchange and somebody showed up who said they were going to have the full tree and he got bamboozled into just the stump. Where did the stumps come from? Now, a stump is in the ground. A stump is not meant to be taken out. The rest of the tree is gone. That's why the stump exists. If there was, if we took the whole tree with the roots, no one would know what a stump is. This guy's got the one part that's supposed to stay in the ground. Did he get ripped off? Was there foul play? Or once again, does he know about some crazy stump market? Some underground stump exchange? That the rest of us don't know about. It kills me that I'll never know. And it kills me too that I didn't take a picture of it. Because you know. There might be someone listening. Who is a Trump expert. A Trump. God. A stump expert. Or somebody who's been familiar with stumps. Growing up around stumps. At least had a neighbor involved in the stump industry. Knowing where the stuff ends up. I mean. The only thing I could really think of would be if you found six, let's say you got six nice stumps, right? Six nice stumps, and you sort of, you shaved them down, you polished them. You could have some nice bar stools, and that would be a cool story. Hey, you'll never believe it. All of these stools in my house, stumps. And I hauled them here from Saskatchewan. <laughs> I hauled them here. That guy needs to be investigated. You don't just drive around my country. You hear that? You don't just drive around my country with a flatbed full of stumps and no explanation. 
Unless you better be doing, you know what? Here's the explanations that I would accept if I confronted this gentleman. And you know I waited two and a half minutes to see if someone came out. You know that I waited two and a half minutes to see if this guy was going to come out. I would love to know what he would buy for groceries too. Mr. Stump, man. Hey, John McStump, what are you eating? What is the guy who collects tree stumps going to eat? For some reason, I feel like it's pepperoni sticks. And then I feel like he he eats almost the whole pepperoni stick. And then guess what he leaves? Just guess before I say it. Guess which part he just the end. Maybe this guy's got an issue. He can't finish things. He can't. He cleans up the pieces that no one else can because he can't. He's not brave enough to handle a whole tree. So he just goes for the stumps. He's not believing enough in himself to go for the branches, to go for the rest of the tree. So now he's out here collecting stumps. Is that your dream, sir? That's why I want to talk to him. I want to go, is this your dream? As a young boy, you just wanted to drive around, put stumps in your trunk, collect them. Or did you have bigger dreams? Bigger dreams that included at least half of the actual tree. No. I know nobody sets their their sights on that. The stump collector. So, I just wish, I hope he's listening. And I want to inspire him to get into some of the better woods. Move up the tree. Get some of the, um, I whatever the main part is called. I can't remember. The branches in the main part. Get that top of the tree, dude. Go for it. Don't be stumping your life. God, I want to talk to that guy. I just want to know. But I would accept. Here's an excuse I would accept. Is if he came out, you know, he's eating his pepperoni sticks. I say, what's the stump? And he goes, what? I go, what's with the stump? Then he goes, excuse me? And I go, you heard me. What's with the stump? And he goes, oh, God, obviously, he goes, I'm stumped. <laughs> no. He goes, you know what? I collected these for a group of sixth graders to do a science experiment. I'm going to show them the age of this tree by the rings. I would go, all right, that's, that's dope. It's a lot of work. You could have just Googled it and taken a picture, but he's bringing stumps into a school. He's teaching kids. That's, that's acceptable. But I don't know if that's what it is. There's some mysteries we'll never know in this world. And I will say it's pretty cool that you can tell the age of a tree by the rings. And that is something that every single man has told has told his significant other on any walk that you do in the wilderness. Because you want to appear like you know the nature, right? I could survive out here. I can't tell you how many times I've told Jen, you can tell the age of a tree by counting the rings. Oh, moss only grows on the north. That's definitely not even true, by the way. When they say moss only grows on one side of the tree, moss doesn't know. Listen to me, all right? Again, I'm not a mossologist, and I'm not even a moss practitioner. In fact, I don't think about moss more than once 
every five years. And this, in this half a decade, this is the moment I'm thinking about Moss. And I'll never think about it again until after at least two more Olympics. But Moss doesn't know. It doesn't have a compass. It grows on. That is kind of funny, actually. I remember in school we would learn, like, Moss only grows on one side of the tree. And that's how, like, people would find their way around. Hey. 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 First tree that I ever saw. And nobody forgets their first tree. First tree I ever saw? Moss all the way around. Oh, instant scam. Instantly got lied to. So, I don't know. Maybe this is all going back to my Moss issues. But anyway, yeah, big stump mystery today. Very interesting to see. God, I should have taken a picture because I could have posted it. But I, I also think maybe I don't have to post a picture because it's pretty easy to just envision stumps in a in a in the back of a truck, right? So that's done. Let's move along. Send me a message if you have any questions about that. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't. If you listen to all that and you don't have a couple of questions, then I don't know. How, I, maybe you're not curious enough. Because I got nothing but questions for the stump man. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about these stumps. We have to move on. There's a lot of other stuff going on today. They're canceling Dr. Seuss. They're canceling Dr. Seuss. Is it Seuss or Zeus? Is it Seuss? They're canceling. Come on. Is this where we're at with all this stuff that now Dr. Seuss? I mean, was there anything more treasured? Anything more? I mean, come on. They're canceling Dr. Seuss now. Apparently, he had he did have some uh, borderline racial. Maybe not borderline. He did have some racist commentary in his books. And I guess the question then becomes, how do we handle that, right? The question is, these these are things where he's mentioned stuff. Like he has one that he's calling, um, yeah, I guess he says Chinaman in one of them. So you, we all agree, yes, by today's standards for sure, that's racist. It's not okay to say. But how do we handle this stuff? I don't know. I, 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 I keep going back and forth between, I mean, I'm still thinking about the stumps, to be honest. This is difficult to move on, but... I'm go back and forth between, yes, I understand how if you know something is wrong, you stop publishing it and you don't keep putting it out there. But, but on the other side, I go, it's a slippery slope because there's different standards across time and you're erasing part of a history. And sometimes it's valuable to see parts of history that people had overtly incorrect views so that we can look back and go, wow, that was wrong. That was dumb. And it also is respectful to the people who had to live during that time because there's people that there's people who actually had to live during those periods where there was overtly oppressive and intolerant and unacceptable views and when you when we just erase it and get rid of it you're actually doing a disservice to the people who lived during those periods because you're erasing their history i mean imagine struggling through a time Literally struggling through a time where you're ostracized and then in the future, instead of people willing to hear your story and at least give you that, they actually just completely erase it because they don't want to hear about it. So that's the other side that nobody thinks about is it's important to, it's actually important to 
maintain that history to give credence to the people who had to live through that and give them credit and also remind us of how bad shit can get. And this is, this is taking a big turn from the stump mystery, but yeah, I don't know. This is one when you see Dr. Seuss, I'm like, dude, who doesn't just think of green eggs and ham? That's all I think about green eggs and ham. That's, that's what Dr. Seuss means to me. Green eggs and ham and thing one and thing two, I think, right? One and two. So it's hard to believe. I don't know. It's such a weird, it's such a, it just seems like they'll go after anything. I mean, and what is the value of this stuff where we just comb back through history and we try to find, we're trying to just point fingers at people in history that lived in different times. And I hope that anyone who's doing that now, you're prepared to be in the same position in 30 years from now, when who knows how progressive we're going to be at that point, they're going to come back at you. All of us. Oh my God. Even today, you know what I was thinking was so funny. Just coincidentally, I had uh, the Oompa Loompa song stuck in my head. Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. And I realized you would never be able to make Charlie and the Chocolate Factory nowadays. Which is so sad because that movie really is a it's a like a childhood treasure. And it's a it's a masterpiece and it's a special movie, but today I, th- I it's so funny because I thought about it in the context of today and there's no way that you would be able to make that. Because first of all, I mean there is this I was going to say underlying, but there's a very obvious element of child abuse. I mean, what's his face? Augustus gets sucked into a tube and dies. Spoiler alert. Hey, spoiler alert. If you've never watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory somehow, but there's a big boy who gets sucked into a tube and dies. So that's a problem. But at least back in the day, people could watch that movie and go, oh, you know what? This is a movie. So it's not real. So no one actually died. And so I don't have to then go write a letter and get upset. But today, people would be like, oh, you saw a kid dying in a movie? Did you just show a kid dying? You couldn't do that, right? And then two, the Oompa Loompas literally sing a song. And I remember the lyrics. I don't know why. They go, Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. I've got another puzzle for you. What do you get when you guzzle down sweets? Eating as much as an elephant eats. And then something alluding to, yeah, you're going to put on weight if you just eat candy. So one of the underlying messages in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was like, hey, candy's fun and it's great, but you can't just eat all of it all the time. And the bigger message there, the bigger message for those people who are in tune enough to dig deeper than just going, oh, well, you should be able to eat whenever you want and be proud. The deeper message is you have to have some type of discipline and recognize that going from a child to an adult means controlling urges and being in control of yourself. That's the big message that it's, that it's pointing. And again, that's something that people in the old days were able to pick up the subtleties of a message like that and understand, and that's why it resounded with, or not resounded, that's why it resonated, sorry, with so many people. But nowadays, 
the fact that they even alluded to you shouldn't eat candy because you're going to get fat. Oh, uh-oh. Big issues. Big issues. So you, you wouldn't even be able to make it. Because, yeah, if you made Charlie and the Chocolate Factory nowadays, it would just be body shaming, all this type of stuff. And it's just kind of, I don't know. It's insane when you think about that's how far we've gotten. Here's what I think we need to get back to. And I think we all agree with this is, yeah, don't be mean to each other. Don't be mean to people. But, hey, let's be able to tell the truth. You should be able to tell the truth about stuff. If you eat nothing but sugar, it's not going to turn out good. It doesn't matter how positive you are. It's not going to turn out. Strangely, though, even thinking about that has made me very hungry. Oh, my God. I'm very hungry for some chips or something like that. You know, and it, that's what's funny to me. I've never been a big sweets guy, but I like salt. So if there was a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode that was like, dude, if there was like, um, instead of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, if there was like um, Ferentz and the French Fry Factory, which already has better alliteration, Ferentz and the French Fry Factory. Oh, my God. I would go there immediately. Everyone just, you just get to eat salts all day. I'm in. Sign me up. And I'll take the chances of being literally killed along the way of this journey to get ownership of a factory. Oh, that occurred to me today too, by the way. So I was downtown. I finished my run. And I looked over and I saw, we have a really cool restaurant in Calgary, right along the river. I can't, damn, I can't remember what it's called, but it's in an old um, factory building. Simon's uh, bedding or something like that. You know what I realized was like, we love, we love to turn old factory buildings into like modern restaurants. Because it does, it has like a character element. But I, I visualized being the man back in the day or the, or the person Back in the day, who owned that factory, who took a chance, took out a loan, you build a building. Because literally, back in the day, they were so serious about owning the building that you would do, like the bricks in the building would say your company name. Bedding, mattresses, springs, pillows. It's in bricks. That's how confident you have to be in your business. And that's why it's still there. That's why it's still on the building. And... I thought about that, just visualizing this guy who started this this company in this business of dreams, taking that chance, being an entrepreneur, and then tuning in like 100 years later, and we're just in there, like there's just people making out, <laughs> right? Like having cocktails, being like, what a cool place. People throwing up on the bathrooms. This was your factory. You took... All the risks in the world to make this factory work. And then to know that in like a hundred, like if you went back to all those entrepreneurs in the early days, able to get loans from the bank, start their businesses, open a brick brick building, have a factory. And you told them, this is sick, dude. In a hundred years, oh, this is all just like trendy bars. <laughs> People are going to come here to watch fantasy football. They're going to come here to make out, have Caesars when they're hungover. And we're going to have some type of 10-pound burger where if you eat it, you get it for free. <laughs> That's what's going to be left of your legacy and your building. 
that you've risked everything for. Unreal. I don't know why that occurred to me today, but it did. And I can't lie to you guys, even throughout this whole episode, I'm still thinking about those stomps, dude. If anyone has any idea what that could even be, let me know. Have a tremendous Wednesday hump day. And again, I'll see you guys on Thursday. I'm out of here. See ya. Bye-bye.